and what the oral cavity is really connected to is uh, the rest of the body because any sort of inflammation, bleeding of the gums is a direct open door for those bad bacteria to get into the bloodstream and then create plaques in the arteries, go to the brain uh, and create other issues. It's, I mean, inflammation in the mouth is connected to 57 different diseases. This is the podcast where you come alive to your own exclusive magic and find strategies to work that magic in the real world in a way that feels authentic and exciting and inspired and lucrative (laughs) and fun. I'm your coach, Bethany Shipley, and this is The Bethany Shipley Show. I am so excited today to be here with Dr. Clayton and his wonderful, beautiful wife, Eliza, who own uh, Restoration Dentistry in Meridian, uh, Idaho. Is that right? Yes. Meridian. Okay. I almost said Ohio, but it's Idaho, which are very different. (laughs) (laughs) People back East, when we lived in Kentucky would always say, you're moving to Iowa. What's in Iowa? I said, no, Idaho. Where's Idaho? (laughs) (laughs) Well, here I almost just said Ohio, but to me, Ohio and Idaho are just so far away that I don't even have context for them. But um, you guys, they do dentistry in a way that is very, very counterculture. And I, as soon as I got a glimpse of what they're doing, I reached out and asked for them to be on this podcast because I use this podcast as a way to learn and grow and find people that are working inside of their magic and living their most passionate enlivened life. And immediately I knew that these two humans were doing that. Um, and so I'm so excited. Thank you guys so much for being here today. Absolutely. We're, we're honored. Yeah. Thank you very much for having this, or uh, having us. This, yeah. is, this is going to be a good time. We love talking <laughs> with new people. Awesome. We're really awesome. enjoying this podcast format format. It's been, it's very enjoyable. Very good. Very awesome. And you've got a fancy mic. I see you got set up with a fancy mic. So you're ready yeah. for my <laughs> podcast friends. You can just reach out to them and have them on your podcast. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> we are ready to go. We, we've, uh, I go all in. That's awesome. Okay. So I want to hear kind of the journey from, I don't know, the beginning of the first time, maybe Dr. Clayton, you were like, I think I want to do dentistry to where you are right now. Maybe the like three to five minute version of the journey. Okay. Ooh, three to five minutes challenge. Yeah. <laughs> you have to tell me too, if you want to inter- please interject. And, and I definitely some- have, I definitely have questions for you too, Eliza. Like <laughs> you. you are crushing it over there. <laughs> Thank so you. your time okay. is coming. <laughs> People always ask me, first of all, of why dentistry. So I'll start there. Um, I thought I was going to go into business or construction admin. And then I went to my first biz- business class in uh what was it 20 2008 and i thought uh i walked in and within a week i dropped the class just thought no 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 this is not for me at all but i had no idea what i wanted to do and it wasn't until 20 i was 21 and still kind of aimless with what i wanted to do um and take it i had taken a long break from from university education and i was sitting in my uh new dental provider's office because my old one from childhood retired. And then I had the clear thought, oh, maybe you should check out dentistry. And I like biology and I like uh, human sciences. 
and you know dentists notoriously have a reputation for not having to work weekends and be on call and so it's it's a little more family friendly than being a surgeon and starting off and being at the bottom of the bottom of the heap just over you know working like crazy not with their family not spending time uh, on themselves uh, and so that was not very attractive to me, though I considered it for a while. Um, anyways, so I, I started, I hyper-focused on dental school on, and what I needed to do to get in. And then uh, I was interviewing at different schools my senior year and thought, oh no, did I make a wrong choice? Like I'm interviewing here, but I'm passionate about athletic training and physical therapy and exercise sciences. Um but I felt like, well, I've invested all of this, so I'm just going to go with dental school. And I really didn't know that much besides just the uh, shadowing hours. And I wasn't like so, a tooth So are nerd. you saying your senior year of college? Of college. You were still questioning, is this what I want to do? Yeah. And <laughs> I just went for it because I feel like I had told everybody that I was going to do this. And I felt like I had expectations <laughs> like to me. Yeah. And we were married at that point. Too. And, yeah, okay. and we were married. And so <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I want to do dental school. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Did you have children yet? Or were no. you? Okay. No, we didn't, we didn't have kids. And anyways, I, I just went, I'm like, okay, well, I think this is still the right path and I've, I've been anyways. So we went through it. And then after first year, I'm like, okay, this is, this is all right. This is different one than maybe what I expected. And then second year I thought, oh no, I don't like this at all. <laughs> I do not like this. Wow. I want to be outside. I want to be working, you know, in some athletic field, whether that was, uh, I don't know, athletic, athletic training or guiding or, Anyways, I just miss being outdoors. I lived inside all the time. For four years. For four years. Yeah. And dental school is grueling. My only kind of piece away from living inside was I, I rode my bike to and from school year round um, for four years. So I put in about 10,000, about 10,000 miles on <laughs> bicycle. <awesome. laughs> but then third year, like I started finding podcasts about like dental inspiring business at people. first. Yeah. Inspiring people that made dentistry fit their ideal life. And then that started to open up the door to me, like yeah, that I didn't have to practice dentistry a certain way that I could kind of make it whatever I wanted. Uh, but then it wasn't until senior year that I started seeing a little bit more of like, okay, I think maybe I identify with this style, these styles a little bit more but it wasn't over. It wasn't until a year or two later that I really found what I'm passionate about. And then over the last like 10 to 12 months, it's just snowballed really fast <laughs> and blown yeah. up with like, even today I'm making a list of like, what, what's most valuable to me? What do I want to be known for? What do I want to be proficient at? Because I don't want to be the guy that does it all because then, yeah, you know, not proficient at anything. Uh, Anyway, so that's that's where we are now. Now just like exhausted. <laughs> exhausted. Like, we joke like, well, we joke so much because part of his reason for motivation for choosing dentistry was a balanced life. We're like, yeah, that was a that was a fast one. So now and, and don't like, you feel like though, like getting something off the ground is the phase you've both been in with this business. Oh my gosh. And yeah. it seems like just from a third party watching, obviously across the country somewhat 
it seems like you're almost at that cruising altitude. Does it feel like that? No. <laughs> no. We need to be more transparent. It, it, yeah, it looks yeah. like that. It looks like that on our Instagram, but in reality, like we're still in survival mode and yeah. our practice is growing faster than we know what to do with. Like we're booked out yeah. two months. Um, I'm not able to like do enough treatment because this style treatment that I do takes longer, mm -hmm. but then mm -hmm. we're still trying to implement systems and new therapies. Like I'm doing a four day airway course um, with just a world renowned guy, uh, doctor in LA and I'm doing mm -hmm. that in October. But then I'm also working on myobrace um, certification. Uh, I'm working on biomimetic dentistry and periodontal medicine. Those are my areas. So you're just like emphasis. reinvesting and learning all this stuff. Yes. Oh, yeah. Is it because there are so many people who want this uh, different style of dentistry that you are so booked out? Yes, exactly. Okay. Like we have found our ideal patient and we. And they're not the patients that are coming in that want full mouth rehabilitations and uh, they're patients wanting to come in and focus on preventative holistic care and how their oral health relates to the rest of their body and, and more um, minimally invasive, uh, more conservative, uh, modern treatment mm -hmm. when it comes to actually treating the teeth. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, that's we're trying to then, and that's what I'm passionate about, but then we're realizing, okay, we need to cater more to our, um, our clientele who we yeah. have. So would you say holistic dentistry is an accurate description of what you're doing there? At first we were like afraid to use the word holistic because we didn't think we didn't want people to think that we were just doing like 100% like alternative medicine sort of a thing, like right. naturopathic medicine, which great is great which and has its great, place. But we've absolutely, but like with dentistry, there are a lot of really modern things that we're still doing. So we're like, there are oh, times when you need the, the big guns to yeah. save someone's eyeball. So I learned this summer. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> my daughter, good. we'll get into this. No, I know we'll get into this, but my daughter ended up and I'm, I'm actually really intrigued to ask your opinion on this. Cause she had six years old, two of her teeth. I don't know what they're called. These ones, <laughs> uh -huh. um, they were so in like cavity and she didn't mention it. She didn't mention pain. She didn't mention anything till it was like, it hurts so bad. And so we took her to a pediatric dentist and they said, you need to get them extracted immediately. So I wanted to get a second opinion. So I went to another dentist and he's like, you need to get them extracted immediately. And so we went and had surgery and she had both of her teeth extracted. And in the back of my mind, the whole time I was like, this can't be the way it's supposed to be. Like there's clearly something that's caused both of the same exact teeth on either side to be in trouble. Right. So, um, I'm sure you guys hear that all the time. What, it, like, what, how does your office handle a situation like that? So there's a point at which we have to be invasive, you know, uh, when a cavity gets that far into the, the nerve of a, have a child's tooth specifically, that is unfortunately the only treatment option is to extract. So the goal of our practice is how do we educate patients to never get to that point? Um, yep. and, and that, and that is the question that everybody wants the answer to, because we have patients that come in that check all the no boxes for traditional 
risks for cavities, like sugar consumption and hygiene and like all, all, all the things, but they're still getting cavities. And I've seen various families bring kids in like yourself that are very aware of, of nutrition and good habits um, and, and clean living, but they have kids with abscessed teeth. Uh, and so it's a biofilm problem. It's an oral rest problem. It's a complication of how we have evolved over the last two to 300 years, which has made our mouths so efficient at breaking down complex carbohydrates that if you eat a vegetable, if you, you know, cucumbers, bell peppers, fruits, like even though those are healthy whole foods, if there's frequent snacking on those, the, the mouth is so good at breaking that down into sugars just immediately that that feeds an aggressive biofilm. So if a child or an adult has an aggressive biofilm, which, which is a sticky layer of bacteria that live on the teeth, um, if that's unhealthy, then, that, then those bacteria consume that simple sugar from wherever it gets it and then creates acid continually and causes decay. And, and a misconception in dentistry is like, oh, everything's fine um, unless it hurts. But once yeah. it hurts, it's <laughs> way too far because it's eaten through the enamel, through the dentin, through millimeters of tooth structure all the way into the nerve. And at that point, you, you know, if it's an adult, you can do an extraction or root canal therapy. If it's a child, it has to be extracted. So everything we're focused on is education on how do you ever prevent from getting that point? And if someone's gotten to that point, how do you now break the cycle, get the biofilm healthy and get them back to a place where that's no longer a risk? So how often are you seeing people like a, a single customer comes in to get like a cleaning? I'm guessing. Do you do cleanings? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How so often how- do you recommend they come? It, and that's the fun part about what we're doing is everything's customized to patients mm-hmm. needs. So I have two very experienced dental hygienists, which I refer to as periodontal therapists, um, because they are experts in the periodontium, which means the tissues and connections around the teeth. So tissue and bone. Um, and so when a patient comes in, we evaluate them. It's an hour and a half long. Um, and I do that evaluation and determine where I think they need to go with their cleanings or their periodontal therapy. And then where, what do we need to work on for my side too, um, for, you know, fixing teeth, fixing bites, addressing airway concerns, coaching, uh, coaching education. Um, and then depending on what their needs are, then we set up a protocol. So we're very different in the, like, you don't to, in the traditional model, you come in, a patient comes in, you either get a cleaning Mm -hmm. every six months or you get a deep cleaning and then a cleaning every three to four months. And, or you're like me and you just avoid it altogether till there's pain. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) unfortunately, like extremely common, you know, I think very common. Yeah. I was talking to my brother-in-law the other day. He was like my brother-in-law. He was like, yeah, I haven't been to the dentist since my mom scheduled my last cleaning. And like, you know, and he, he's 32, you know? (laughs) So I was like, I mean, it's very, for those of you listening who are like, oh my gosh, I don't do that. I mean, same, honestly, like this is why you guys are here today. So that's cool. Yeah. And and, you know, we want to take care of oral health, just like it's important to see other providers, just as checkups, like, you know, the, the, the goal is to get patients healthy so their gums don't bleed. So 
their bites normal. They're not wearing down teeth. They're breathing through their nose. Their biofilms are healthy. Um, so that's the goal. And, and also how that affects the rest of the body. Oh yeah, mm. for sure. So because there's a connection between the gut and the mouth and the microbiomes, um, it's they're different. They're different populations of, of bacteria, um, but they are connected. And what the oral cavity is really connected to is uh, the rest of the body because any sort of inflammation, bleeding of the gums is a direct open door for those bad bacteria to get into the bloodstream and then create plaques in the arteries, go to the brain uh, and create other issues. It's, I mean, inflammation in the mouth is connected to 57 different diseases. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. So it's have a, you ever noticed pregnant women bleeding in their gums more than, okay, why is that? Um, it's hormone related. Yeah. It's, that's what I thought. Is it progesterone? Yeah. It's, it's called pregnancy induced gingivitis and it's just a hypersensitivity. <laughs> Did you? Yes. Yeah. And, and for that, like biofilm plays a huge role. It's, it's biofilm and plaque mediated. Uh, and so that's, yep. That's something Interesting. that we say. And I would say most of my patients come in one with at least a couple areas in their mouth that are unhealthy. Like it's yeah. very, it's honestly very rare that I have a patient comes that comes in that's free of cavities and that has totally healthy tissue. Like that's extremely rare. Even the people that are really good at their home care, I'll still find areas in their mouth where they're bleeding, which any amount of bleeding is unacceptable. Like mm -hmm. just, just as if, if you were to push on your fingernail and start bleeding spontaneously, like you'd be concerned, like there's something going on. I got to go see a, 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 you know, my functional medicine doctor, physician, whoever, like this is yeah. not normal yet. People say, oh, I'm just a bleeder. I bleed when I floss, I bleed with my brush. That's just normal. It's like, no, spontaneous bleeding from your gums is in no way normal. That should never happen. Yet it happens it is, all the time. Yeah. And if it is, it's putting the rest of your body at risk. Wow. It's, what's your take on fluoride? Great question. So I like to answer this objectively. Uh, fluoride in the water is pointless. Um, so it should not be in our water systems. We have a lot of good evidence, including a study that was done in the nineties, eighties or nineties that looked at 40,000 about, I can't remember the number specifically, but I could find it for you. Uh, looked at 40 plus thousand people in a community with fluoridated water and a community with non-fluoridated water. And then they looked at the average of tooth loss and tooth decay. Um, and there was no difference. Now where fluoride comes in handy is if someone, what fluoride does is it makes the teeth 10 times more resistant to acid. And so if cavities are an acid problem, then, then fluoride can be a helpful tool. Um, but where it's best is to do two high strength applications uh, you know, to do it twice a year and give those teeth, the fluoride to be able to integrate into the enamel and make the teeth more resistant to decay. Instead now, of like an everyday in your toothpaste way of life. Ex exactly. Yeah. So it yeah. minimizes exposure, but it maximizes benefits. Uh, yeah. so that's, that's how I use it. Now, if a patient doesn't get cavities, they don't need it. If, if yeah. a patient doesn't get cavities and doesn't bleed from their gums, they don't need to use rinses and they don't need to use toothpaste. Um, don't need to use toothpaste. Mm -mm. Because awesome. they're, 
because their their mouth is healthy. Like, yeah, any, it's a natural use, bacteria. That's good. It's a balanced. Exactly. Bacteria. So if you don't get tooth decay and you don't bleed from, from your gums, uh, you don't need anything because you have a biofilm that's healthy and balanced. It's it's wow. How just, I, my brain is like, I know you're talking and then my brain has like a question that I'm trying to keep. <laughs> how many cavities are caused from like, in your opinion, a rough estimate, how many, what percentage of cavities are an acid problem? A hundred percent there. If you, if you put a tooth in sugar, it doesn't develop cavities. Like it's impossible. If yeah. you take a tooth and put it in acid, that's when you start to get porosities and cavities in the teeth. Gotcha. That's, that's really good news. <laughs> I mean, cause it's like clearly, um, you know, solvable it's figure outable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why we wrote a guide too, because people are like, how do I, how do I do this? How do I do this? And it's like, it's a, it's a process. It's a multifactorial disease. And, and with the onset of social media, right. People want quick answers. Mm-hmm. Like, tell me what products I need to use to stop getting cavities. We're like, no, no, no. It's, it's not that simple. <laughs> and then people accuse us as with withholding information. Like you're just money hungry. It's you like, won't tell no. us the simple answer. Like, no, if you don't understand how the process works and what to do about it, then you'll, you will not be successful. Um, you have to understand the disease process and you have to understand risk factors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can't meet with everybody. So that's why we created that 160 page guide to help people be their own investigators to figure out what the risk factors are, why they're getting cavities and what to do about it and how to stop the disease process. Okay. So Eliza, where can they find that guide? It's linked in our um, social media profile. So if you follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok, you'll be able to find that. Awesome. Okay. I, I want to know you guys clearly have like a um, power couple thing going on because (laughs) Eliza, you're like the marketing genius who has totally taken social media by storm. You've taken what Dr. Clayton's doing. You've figured out a way to, obviously he's really smart. You've figured out a way to make it very understandable and digestible for people like me. Um, yes, she's been and amazing. you're very talented. Can you talk about your journey with finding your magic within Aww. someone else's passion? Thank you. Yeah. It's a very interesting I area. I love that question. Yeah. It's a very, that's a great question. <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. So it isn't my dream. It wasn't at least at first. Yeah. And so he wanted to build this beautiful dental practice and do dentistry differently. And I was just his cheerleader on the side. Woohoo. Mm-hmm. And and then he started. And you're probably really- a really good cheerleader too. Oh Thank yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can feel that from you. Just a really good, like not just encourager, but like champion energy. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. I, okay, I definitely so pride myself on. <laughs> on, on being a brave believer, you know, Absolutely. that I, I'm not going to get scared off by his big ideas, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think a lot of people do, but I don't yeah. for the most part. <laughs> well, and tell her more about like how it evolved because yeah. I mean, yeah. last summer you were totally, I, I mean, besides a little social media, a, just a cheerleader on the site. That's all. And, and then he started getting really overwhelmed with all the things he needed to do to set up the office. And I was like, well, what can I help with? And he started kind of giving me little tasks, things to order or things to do this. And one of the big areas that he knew absolutely nothing about was marketing. 
And so I sort of started doing more research, like, okay, should we send letters to people in our area, like mailers, this, that. And then I started realizing, okay, it's social media that people are using to market their businesses. So I created a, which is not common with dentistry. You know, I was yeah. thought, oh, you need to send out mailers and you need mm-hmm. to do yep. radio ads. And and that never felt good to me. I just felt like, or oh, new home. And so we did new homeowner letters one time. That, yeah. one time. And that at least felt like better because I hate receiving mailers. Like <laughs> I just throw them right in the trash. I don't care what it is. Like they bug. Well, they don't go in the trash. They go in the recycle bin. Oh, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> they do go they us, like this is such a waste it's such paper. a waste of paper so but then apart from that it's like how do you one how do you attract your ideal patient yeah and so keep going yeah so I had a lot of fun with the social media thing I enjoy consuming it myself I think it's really fun it's creative I love creating videos I always have for my own family and so it was a very natural transition to me to start posting about the exciting things going on in the practice and building updates and things and I just started learning. I think that's one of the messages I would tell people who are new to social media is don't be, don't be afraid of doing it wrong. Just start today and also just learn what you can for free from people on social media. There's tons of social media coaches out there giving free tips. And of course that's not like the full answer, but just start using one new tip a day. And like, you'll start acquiring this bank of helpful information. Well, there's so many like affordable courses. Yeah. And I started taking some courses as well. And um, you, you, did you have to make a transition then? Cause you guys have young children. Yes. Are you in the office most of the time now? I am not in the office most of the time, uh, two to three days a week. And my okay. wonderful mother helps me with our boys. I also have a part-time nanny who helps Very me, cool. but I, to be honest, like we're all transparent here. I'm really struggling with this transition. I love my yeah. boys. And I really struggled to be away from them. And I feel a lot of guilt about being away from them. So I'm still working through that and trying to find my own balance. And Um, I think as every mother ever, um, have you seen the Barbie movie? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I watched it two nights ago and there was that moment where that lady, she's saying all the things that women feel. Mm-hmm. Women feel like failures at work and then failures at home. And mm-hmm. I, that was my favorite part of the whole movie. I mean, yes. there were so many parts that I could, you know, I was like, whatever, not really into it. But, um, I just want you to know, like, you're totally not alone. You know, this summer has kicked my butt too. I have kids that are out from school, <laughs> excuse me. And, um, Yeah. <laughs> It's been really hard. It's like, okay, they're going to summer camp. And that's because I want to work. I love working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I relate with that. Um, oh, that is relatable. It's so nice to hear that from someone else. Yeah. Can and I-, I think it's hard when you're talent, you're multi-talented and you are, um, you, you, for some people, they have one thing that their life is all about. You know, they have the one thing. And for us as moms, we have multiple things. <laughs> we have our children, our house, our, I mean, not everybody, our career, our, you know, there's so many things Bodies that we liked. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. What, what were you going to say right before I cut you off there? Did you have oh, something no. else to add? I, I was going to say, yeah. uh, she's so talented and she's smarter than me. She's no way. Yeah, she really is. She's <laughs> extremely intelligent. And so she, 
also I will say the other side of the story is she was feeling it was also hard to be home all the time. Yes. Because she felt true. like she has so much to give. Mm-hmm. 100%. And, and she was having a hard time as much as, you know, we love our kids. She was having oh, a hard time doing that all the time. So I'm really happy I to see like her. I felt like my brain was hungry and atrophying. And I yeah. was like, I need to help with, I, I don't know. I couldn't figure, I couldn't pinpoint what I needed. And yeah. I was lacking some more purpose outside the home. And I needed yeah. that balance, that purpose in the home, purpose outside the home. And yeah. this has definitely given me that. And she's become passionate about oral health. Whereas That's before, true. like this time last year, she, I didn't know. She knew, nothing about, she knew nothing about my work and my profession and oral health in general. And now she can, she can answer 90, 95% of the questions that come through. Yeah. I can see her kind of reaction. Like you guys listening, can't see her, but I can see when I ask a question and I'm like, she totally knows the answer too. I can yeah. be just asking you um, yeah. when I said, I think I said how many, what percentage of cavities are an acid problem. And you were like, I could just like, see it in your eyes. Me, 100%. <laughs> That's so great. Well, yeah. and I think, you know, um, I, I admire that, that you just share that because I think that's what makes you guys so, yes, it's the holistic dentistry. Yes, it's the dreaming outside the box, but it's so much more than that because it is so authentic what you're doing. And I feel like that is the only way people can come into a dentist's office and feel brave enough to not have shame because they know that you're both just so straightforward and dentistry, like people going into a dentist's office, it does a lot of people. I have shame. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want anyone to see, like, this is the most vulnerable, you know, area in, or a very vulnerable area in someone's body. And yes. so I remember watching you guys early on, Dr. Clayton, you were going to the prison and you did a story about it. You were going to the prison to do dentistry there. And you were just really transparent. You were like, Hey, we're getting the business up and running. And so this is one of the things that we get to do. Um, is it's not really ideal, but it's just the way we were helping pay the, pay the bills. And I just standing ovation. Like I was like, (laughs) yes, we need more of that in our world. Like people saying, Hey, I'm digging a ditch today. It's not what my degrees in, but it's what needs to be done. You know? (laughs) So I admire that. And we're like, we're all in, I mean, I mean, to be totally transparent, we're finally able to pay ourselves just enough to cover mortgage and, and bills, but that's really it. Like we drained our savings. Um, we're just, we're living as, as frugal as we can and, uh, and pouring everything back into the business. Like we, Mm -hmm. we want to be the place to go in the whole state of Idaho for preventative um, oral medicine, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and for very, uh, and then as far as like the restorative or replacing tooth structure, like for very aesthetic and very, um, conservative treatment. And so I was just talking to Eliza, like we, we invest, I mean, really tens of thousands of dollars back into continuing education courses. Yeah. We just bought a system for, dental cleanings and therapies that's seventeen thousand dollars uh and we're doing all that to uh to be able to serve our patients better yes and create a better uh, form of care and we want to be the lighthouse in our in our community of of this is what modern dentistry needs to look like and we need to progress this profession along to take better care of our patients because forever it's been a technical 
it's been a, a technical career. Like, like mm-hmm. you spend four years in dental school and we learn pathology and physiology and we go through anatomy. But when it comes down to it, like dental school is about learning the technical side of things, unfortunately. Like mm. we learn about the oral medicine um, aspect. We learn about the body systems, but then we spend four years learning how to do crowns and fillings. Sure. Uh, and and we learn about conceptually the oral medicine aspect, but then when we're in the clinic, uh, we're not practicing it. And then we when we get out in the real world, it's just how many fillings and crowns and implants yeah. and, and cases can you do? It's not you know, it, it's, it's just, there's very few providers that are focusing on a wider scope and that's just how the profession has become. Uh, and so it's, it can be, it's, it can be pretty brutal. Um, yeah. so we need to change that and that's, we want to be the standard for that. Yes. And so we're, yeah. we're really trying to delay uh, anyways. Mm-hmm. So it it is a huge sacrifice. Yes. Like, yeah. you know, I, all the time, it's, it's like, we, we'd love to be able to do this or do that. I'd love to be able to have my own car, for example. He doesn't have his own car. So I, you guys I borrow, share car and you bike. Um, so that we used to do that arrangement. And then when we moved back to Idaho, we're too far uh, away from the practice now. My in-laws are wonderful. I, I love them to pieces. I feel extremely fortunate. In fact, I, I just, I spend a ton of time with my father <laughs> more than yeah. any of his kids because <laughs> We like to go bike packing together. So over the weekend, we rode 172 miles. Very cool. On our bicycles. But anyways. My my husband is one of your kind. He, uh, before we got married, he rode out to Colorado to like pick me up. (laughs) He drove my car back, but he from Kansas city. So it was a six day trip. Oh Um, my God. Yeah. 600 miles. So I'm, I understand the as a wife, like yeah. The, yeah. someone who loves biking, that's cool. Anyway, yeah. I, yeah. I <laughs> You're a rare, um, they're a rare breed and we are a rare, yes. you know, spouse to support them because it is, <laughs> you know, it has some, it has some risks, but, <laughs> but, and, and I just say the car thing, because I think Dennis also, it, it, there's the perception of like, oh, Dennis are rich and they drive nice cars and they have yeah. a cushy life. It's like, well, I'm driving a van. That's like, 22 years old and has 300 it's actually the childhood van that i grew up in <laughs> no it way has, <laughs> that's it has amazing three, it has 367,000 miles on it <laughs> that's and incredible so it's like no we're we're really sacrificing to make this yeah, whole happen yeah uh so it's a big scary dream you... and there's a lot of debt <laughs> yeah a million yeah. dollars of debt to do this yep it's when huge. do you see when do you see that shift um taking place for for the financial freedom in your family that you do you have a timeline on that in your heads? I honest, it's going to be a while. So it's gonna, <laughs> I, I'm hoping within, I'm hoping that within the next year, we can start paying ourselves a little bit more than a the bare bit minimum. more to be able to invest back into savings and save up for yeah. some other investments to then take care of ourselves better. But, yeah, you know, it's, it's going to be a while. We have a lot of debt to pay off. That's one of the reasons I'm extremely motivated in my Yes. <laughs> yeah. Cause he's doing well, this incredible thing. And I yeah. absolutely know that people need and want what he's offering and they just haven't found him yet. So I feel like I'm just like little finder, little match. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. she's, <laughs> she's responsible hundred percent for our growth because more than 90% of our patients come from social media. So this growth is happening without her, like 
all of our patients day in and day out for the most part are Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, people that found us on Instagram, very few referrals and very few are just from walk-ins or or walk-ins or drive-bys. Eliza, how does that feel to hear him say that? (laughs) (laughs) It makes me relieved. Um, it's also pressure, but I, uh, well, it's working. It's working. It's working. What you're doing is working. And I predict, um, it will be a snowball and, Okay. So Eliza, your business mind, um, when you think, when you think of this practice and its greatest impact, do you see more dentists kind of transitioning into the way that your husband works? Like, do you see that being like the scalability side is having more? Okay. So I really want, that's one of our big hopes and missions is not only to help patients like have hope, that's one of our big things is we want patients to have hope that there's actually a way to solve their cavities problem or their periodontal problem, giving yep. them answers, giving them resources. We're, we've got the guide, um, connecting them with like-minded providers. But honestly, one of the long-term goals is to get more providers to practice like Dr. Clayton. Yep. Are and you so, going to have more doctors in your office? Well, uh, we will have one just to split the work week, but we never plan on being a huge office with tons of doctors. We always want it to just mm-hmm. be that this is the, like the Dr. We, Clayton location. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We want to, so I, we need another provider so that yeah. I can spend more time on this and the dreaming and the, the mm-hmm. specializing and education. Um, because I think that I feel, we feel like that's where my time is most valuable Yeah, that we can, mm-hmm. we can hire a really talented great clinician to do the technical work. That's just passionate about doing the technical work. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So if you were talking to someone who is already, they've been through dentist school and they're like, Hey, I'm unhappy here. This isn't what I want. This is what, not what I signed up for. I wanted to help people not like, you know, emergency all the time. Yes. Um, would you, would it be an asset to you guys to have a conversation with those, with those dentists? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and one of my long-term goals is I'd like to create, there's a couple different things like it that exist, but I'd like to create a hub yep. online where we can start to attract these providers mm-hmm. and create yep. a resource so that when our patients or not our patients, our followers, our followers reach out and say, Hey, who can I go to like you? We yeah. can start to build a bank of and start people. vetting these providers. Yeah. And, start yeah, vetting educating them and them, coaching them. We'd love to offer coaching and, and helping them to get to the point where we are not only with the type of care we're offering, but how can you use social media to connect yeah. you with your ideal client? Because, because we found that the demand is nationwide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and worldwide, <laughs> worldwide really. Yeah. And we're just seeing a small percentage of it on social media, but just the fact that it exists across the world. I guarantee, you know, for every person in each city, there's thousands of other people that want this care and they yeah. just have no idea either that exists or where to find it. Yep. So mm-hmm. I would really like to spend more on education. And a lot of that, honestly, is just coaching. Yeah. It's you need yeah. to take this program. You need to take that program. Here's how I use the social media to get these patients in, you know, and, and here's how you have the conversations and establish like the business side. So yeah that's something I'm passionate about is yeah. let's, let's help more providers offer the standard of care. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, it's a, it's a big thing to take on and I spend more time on that. 
Well, and we decided that we're not going to dive into coaching other practices until we are in a flow state with our own. Totally. So totally. We're in survival mode. I don't feel comfortable coaching other people on how to be in survival <laughs> mode. <laughs> you know, like, once I figure out flow state, then I'll, then I'll teach you what I'm doing. <laughs> That's like so relatable in my life too, in every way. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we could offer a lot of great, yeah. valuable information at this mm-hmm. point in time. Like Mm-hmm. We've already in the last eight months figured out a lot of things not to do yeah, <laughs> uh, and a lot of good things to do. So I feel like we could start coaching. Yeah. Yeah. But. yeah. And, and I think what's amazing is you're probably starting to attract other, um, like offices, your social media as well. I'm yes, guessing how so. do you do this? Isn't it? Yeah. Are you seeing that in messages and stuff? Yeah. Yes, we okay. definitely are more, not cool. so much like entire dental practices, but doctors, I'm actually some doctor's yeah. wives to reach out and be like, um, yeah. are you doing this? Um, <laughs> so yeah, we definitely That's have cool. some interest and I hope that that continues to grow. I think our focus will, will always be mainly on patients, but I hope that dental dentists are watching in the background. I know they are. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I predict and, um, I think one of my gifts is predicting. And I don't know if that some people have said it's like a prophecy thing. And I don't know, there's a lot of different (laughs) words that go, but there's a gut instinct. Yeah. There's a gut instinct that is 100% for me. And you guys are dinging every bell. So I, I, um, I'm so grateful that you were here today and like that you would just share so openly and what you're doing in the world is amazing. And I have new friends now, you guys, I consider you friends. Yes. And, um, I can't wait to come to your office. <laughs> yes. Tell me I have a friend again. I'm in Kansas city, Missouri. Yes. Um, but, but I have some friends in Idaho that I've been wanting to visit anyway. So that'll yes. be a perfect time to come get over my fear, get yes. over my shame and my ego and walk in, yes. you know, for anyone <laughs> listening schedule ahead of time though. Yes, you will. Um, um for anyone mm-hmm. listening, dental anxiety is super, super common. It is a very vulnerable part of your body. And you do have to have a large amount of trust in your dental provider to get over that fear. And so you may have to be doing some interviewing to find a dentist that you feel comfortable with. Um, So we have a pretty big responsibility as care providers to convey that trust on social media, convey that trust in that first appointment and, and help people feel safe here. Yeah. We're we're very good at mitigating anxiety. And that's, that's, I designed my practice aesthetically for that purpose. It's, Mm -hmm. it's all psychology. It wasn't just, well, I want to build a pretty space. It's, I want to build a space that helps people forget that they're in a dental office. Mm -hmm. Initially they walk in and it's not the smells and the sounds Mm -hmm. and the appearance of a dental office. They walk in and it's just the opposite. So already it helps to ease their anxiety. That's Um, awesome. But there's care providers out there. You don't have to have a pretty office necessarily to yeah. do that. There's a lot of, yeah. that's why we encourage people to interview providers. Make mm-hmm. sure you just find someone that's caring and understanding and is going to take into account your anxieties and, mm-hmm. and work with you through them because there's lots of options. Yeah. My last question um, is in relationship to like the meridians. And I just, I should have started with this because you're in Meridian, Idaho, but I recently, or actually a long time ago, stumbled upon a chart, like a Chinese medicine chart that showed like each tooth connected to a specific part in the body. Have you guys found that that is, um, worthy of looking at when you're experiencing tooth issues, specific tooth issue at this point, the, the meridians for different organs and body systems, not necessarily. And I would say, 
I try to walk that line of, of evidence-based dentistry, but also taking like from Eastern and Western. Um, I would say more what we see specifically is nerve pathways. Um, mm. uh, and one thing, at, so let's see, it's kind of a two-part. One is there's a lot of interconnected nerves in the head and neck. So um, neck pain, shoulder pain, stiffness, uh, headaches can all refer to teeth and appear as tooth pain, even though it's not. Um, I haven't, I haven't found or learned about the meridians, uh, to be perfectly honest. Uh, but we see, we see pain associated, uh, with just crossover of nerve pathways. That's very well established. The other thing though, is trauma, um, mm. people with psychological trauma, I will manifest in chronic pain, tooth pain, yeah. sharp shooting. Like that is, that is also, also something that has to be considered. And there's actually an, a, the newest specialty in dentistry is oral facial pain. And they do, honestly, uh, the face, the premier place or the kind of the, the um, founding place of oral facial pain was in Kentucky. Um, Dr. Jeffrey Okeson, and he taught uh, multiple classes. He's actually now the dean of the dental school. But when I shadowed in his in his oral facial pain clinic, it honestly was like a therapy intake appointment. Like they were like an hour and a half long of like going through um, of of going through mental, uh, health. mental health. You know, if they experience physical abuse, emotional abuse, all the different things to figure out how that is affecting the, the, um, the fa oral facial neck region. So it's, that's, that's, those things are very well established. Yeah. They're very interesting. I'm like, <laughs> I can't wait to come you guys. Thank you so much for being on here and just giving so much of your time and value. And, um, again, I already said this, but I had to ask the Meridian question. I appreciate you. And, um, yeah, I, you guys go follow them. Um, Eliza, what's your Instagram handle again? It's at restoration period dentistry, and you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Perfect. And go get the guide. The guide yes. is, you said 160 pages. Is that right? Yes. 160 pages. Okay. Dr. Clayton, oh, you're going to say was, one more thing. I, I always like to throw in, it was a team effort. You know, they were, <laughs> yeah. um, it wasn't just Dr. Clayton and I, I had, um, another marketing gal helping me a lot. And then we Katie had Morales shout out to yes. her. She's amazing. And then, uh, Dr. Ryan Nolan, uh, he is one of the co-owners of, uh, Elementa. Um, and then he's the chief scientist, uh, with their product and a cariology expert, which is the study of cavities. So and all the, all the visuals were created by uh, Katie, Dr. Nolan and Eliza. So mm -hmm. it's really, uh, it's guide. very customized. Yeah. The yeah. guide, like everything was, was hand done. Yeah. So people are always like, can I just digitally. get on the phone with you and talk to you? I'm like, you will learn more from that guy than you can from us in 30 <laughs> minutes guaranteed. So okay. go, by the guide. <laughs> go by the guide. How much is it? It's 87. $87 and you can figure out all your issues. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It'll save you thousands of dollars yes, so for the long time. Okay. Okay. All right. You guys have a beautiful day and we'll catch you Thanks. next time. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Bethany Shipley show. I hope you feel more inspired. I hope you feel more excited, more clear on what your magic is because you are made of magic. And so all you have to do to make the magic happen is put yourself out there. So get on out there and do your best now, you hear? <laughs>